What's going on and welcome to the Slam Dunk Show. I am your host, Luke Hacker, and this is a Mullet Bro Sports podcast. If you know nothing about Mullet Bro Sports, go over to our Instagram page, at Mullet Bro Sports, and there you will find links to all the other Instagram pages and podcasts that we host, such as the Hot Takes Podcast, Wake the Quack Up, the Bosnian Mullet Show, and my other personal podcast, the Round the Bases Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and let's get right into the show. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode four of the Slam Dunk Show. I am your host, Luke Hacker. Getting into conference play, it's getting to that time of year where college basketball really starts to pick up, so really excited for where we are going. Uh, obviously, I left off in the previous year, so happy new year to everybody watching the podcast. So uh, just pretty much wanted to get straight into it. I know when I left off, it was the 21st. Uh, so a little bit has happened since then. Um, obviously, there's some games to break down, some upsets just to kind of look at. Uh, obviously, Virginia Tech, they lost to Boston College on Wednesday the 21st, and also Arizona State. They ended up getting upset by San Francisco, who's usually a tournament team. We see that sometimes. Um, but one of the games I really wanted to break down first had to be Missouri taking down Illinois. Uh, they, they've really impressed me so far getting to watch Missouri. Uh, I got to watch them uh, a couple days later against Kentucky. Um, just really wanted to talk about Kobe Brown. He's been really impressive this year. Obviously, averaging sixteen points a game and seven or six rebounds. Um, obviously against Illinois, he had thirty one, uh, thirty one points, eight assists, five rebounds. So just overall, really impressive. I mean, Missouri shot almost sixty percent from the field. That's gonna be hard to hard to beat when you're playing like that. So. Really happy for Missouri and where they're at right now. I know they were kind of at the bottom of the SEC, so it was really exciting to see that they've got a good, exciting team this year, very fast-paced team. Uh, that's pretty much was what the story of the game was, is they really just took control and fast pace of the game. And uh, Illinois really stood no chance. I mean, they really couldn't outshoot Missouri, so once Missouri got hot, it was all over from there. Then you kind of look, Christmas break kind of happens, uh, not a whole lot was going on, but then Wednesday the 28th, college basketball was back. It starts conference play, and obviously Missouri picks up another huge win against Kentucky. Obviously, they were at home this time, so a little easier, but Kobe Kobe Brown, again, 30.6 rebounds. Uh, he was really impressive. I, again, Missouri kind of just took control of the game with the pace, and it's it's something that you kind of see throughout the season that a team that can just kind of control the pace, I mean, they, they'll kill you because they're going to play how they want to play. So once they got ahead, I mean, it was all over from there. I mean, they were up by 12 at the half. Kentucky tried to crawl back just a little too little too late. Um, yeah, so very sad. Kentucky lost that game, started off 0-1 in conference play. But good win for Missouri, good win to pick up. Obviously, the rest of that Wednesday, there were a couple more Big games. Obviously, I want to highlight that Alabama beat Mississippi State. That's a decent win for them going into conference play for their first win. And then Arkansas falling to LSU. Really impressed by LSU. Uh, I learned last night they have zero scholarship players. Uh, really impressed with the job that their coach has done there. Um, obviously, leading them to 12-2. and two. I know they lost last night, which I'll get into, but... You know, I, I was overall impressed by the toughness of LSU and the physicality and 
that's kind of how they win, won this Arkansas game. I mean, it wasn't a great shooting performance by either team, but it was kind of a slower-paced game. I mean, you see at half it was 19-24. to I mean, that's not a whole lot of scoring. So not something we're used to with Arkansas, but uh, impressed by LSU and how they kind of took control of the pace of the game. So then later in the week, obviously we go to Friday. Now, Pitt so far has been impressive in conference play. They are they are four and zero. They beat North Carolina, obviously a team I said that is very talented. Uh, I know the joke is always I say don't give up on them, but you know North Carolina I do think is a very talented team. So Pitt picking up this win in conference play against a ranked team uh, that was very impressive to me. I mean Pitt at that point was ten and four. That's pretty solid record overall. Um, and, and they just kind of shot a little bit better than North Carolina, and that was kind of the difference in the game. Uh, obviously, I want to highlight their leading scorer for the night, Jamaris Burton, having 31, six rebounds. Uh, only turned the ball over five times, which was pretty impressive for him. I mean, I know it's it's a tough contested game, so anytime you play against North Carolina, there's going to be a lot of defense played, so... I was very impressed with how Pitt handled themselves and pulled out that win. Obviously, then New Year's Eve, I personally was at the Kentucky-Louisville game. Uh, That was a big rivalry game. I know it's not a big game right now, obviously, but, you know, there were a few. There was one other big uh, game that I really wanted to highlight from this day. Uh, Before I get into a couple of the other games, there was Iowa State knocking off Baylor. A uh, good win for them in conference play. Kansas State knocks off West Virginia in overtime. And then there really there really wasn't too many other games. Um, Oklahoma played close with Texas, 70-69. to Obviously, conference play games, in my opinion, usually end up close. So I, I'm not really surprised by that one there. But I was really proud. I know Nico Heister, my boy, will be very happy with this. Xavier handing UConn. Their first loss of the season, very tough game, very big win for the Xavier Musketeers. Overall, just a good team performance. I mean, four guys in double figures and points. Um, but the first guy I really want to highlight is Zach Fremantle. I mean, he really he really impressed me having a double-double, uh, 16 points, 11 rebounds, and five assists. He even had the three steals to go with it. So when you can create turnovers, especially with a good perimeter team like UConn, uh, that's going to be a good way to beat them. So really happy for the Xavier Musketeers pulling off that upset on Saturday. Going into the weekend, um, there wasn't too many crazy things to jump into, except Monday. I do want to say Purdue got handed its first loss of the season. They lost to Rutgers. Uh, kind of sad for Purdue. I know they were ranked number one all season, but I will say, I think they rely a little too much on their center, Zach Eady. I think he played great, but only getting up 10 shots, I mean, he really, he really had 19 points, but other than that, they shut everybody else down. Uh, really couldn't get anything going from anywhere else, so kind of sad to see that they got knocked off. They, I know they hadn't been ranked number one, I think, ever It was my what I saw, so kind of sad to see for Purdue, but I know they'll bounce back this season. Uh, another big win from Kansas State. They knocked off Texas on Tuesday. Uh, I guess defense is optional at this point. Uh, 116 to 103. Uh, it was an insane game. I mean, tons of scoring, tons of offense. Really wanted to har- uh, highlight Marquise Noel. 
Um, 36 points. I mean, that was an insane performance. He also had the nine assists and three rebounds to go with it. I also wanted to highlight Cam Carter. I thought he played really well with 17 points, eight rebounds. Um, overall, I mean, it was it was also a great scoring performance by Keontae Johnson. If you remember, he was the guy at Florida a few years ago, collapsed, and then now he's coming. He's come back. He's kind of coming into what he was or once was with 28 points and nine rebounds and five assists. Really happy for him. Um, glad uh, glad to see him back on the court. Um, Marcus Carr played well. I mean, obviously scoring 27 points. And then Tyrese Hunter, he played well. I mean, having 29 points. There's nothing you can really complain about if you're Texas, except you just didn't score enough. Uh, didn't play as fast-paced as maybe Kansas State did. I mean, they shot, they shot a literal 60% from the field. So really, really good for them. Good win to... Uh, Start kind of conference play for them. They pick up a, another couple big wins. Uh, I do want to highlight New Mexico State got handed their first loss of the season. They were the last undefeated left. Obviously coached by former head Kentucky and Louisville Cardinals coach Rick Patino, His son Richard Patino, doing a great job over in New Mexico. Hopefully they'll make the tournament, make a little bit of a run. I'd be really happy for him. They're a very talented, very tough physical team. So good for them, but... The main game I wanted to highlight from Tuesday is Pitt, again, knocking off another good team. I think Virginia is a little overrated, but they are a tough defensive team to beat. So, they knocked them off. Nobody really stood out to me except coming off the bench, I want to say Nike Simbande. Simbande? I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong or mispronouncing it, but he had 16 points and 6 rebounds off the bench. Uh, It's always good when you have your bench players stepping up. That's kind of the the key deal in March Madness. So really, really happy for Pitt. Uh, they should be ranked going into next week uh, when the new rankings come out. So that was pretty much it from Tuesday. Uh, I do want to highlight a couple games from the one game from the SEC. Uh, I was really impressed last night. Uh, obviously, most people know I am a Kentucky fan. So I did I did want to say I was impressed last night with LSU. I thought LSU is a very a uh, good team. They're obviously 12 and 2. They have a good record right now. I I really don't see much flaws with this team. This team is I feel like a good team. They've lost to Kansas State and that was their only loss going into last night versus Kentucky. So, um obviously I I was impressed. Uh the guy that impressed me most with Kentucky this weekend was Jacob Toppin. Looks like he's getting a little bit of confidence back, so very talented team there. I I will say so. Hopefully they'll kind of pick it back up going in. I know they're in conference play right now. I know they got a tough game Saturday and a tough test Saturday with Alabama. Honestly, I, I don't see how they'll win that game. Alabama is just too good of a scoring team, that I, in my opinion. Um, obviously led by their um, leading scorer, Brandon Miller. He's been really impressive this year. Obviously averaging 19 points and 8 rebounds right now. Obviously Kentucky led by Oscar Shibway. Uh So we'll see that matchup on Saturday. Uh, throughout the rest of the week, you know, there's not, I don't think there's a ton of crazy matchups. Um, Missouri, Arkansas will be a good one tonight on Wednesday. TCU plays Baylor. That'll be a solid matchup. Uh, Thursday, my hope is to be at this game. It is Purdue and Ohio State, number one versus number 24. You're looking for Purdue to kind of bounce back this week. So that would be awesome to see. Um, Friday, there's not really any ranked games. And then Saturday, obviously, I highlighted Kentucky playing Alabama. Uh, New Mexico, they get UNLV, probably their toughest game, toughest opponent yet. 
Auburn plays Arkansas. I know that's a good game. Kansas plays West Virginia. That'll be a tough game. Kansas State versus Baylor. Obviously, 13-1 Kansas State unranked. You know, they're trying to come into Baylor and prove that they belong. Uh, Virginia-Syracuse, always look out for Syracuse. Uh, I'll never doubt them until their coach is no longer there, Mr. Bohan. Uh, Tennessee plays South Carolina. That's not too big of a game, but I know it's on the uh, SEC Network, so that'll be one of the games to look out for being maybe a tough physical game. TCU and Iowa State, I like that matchup. Illinois, Wisconsin, I know obviously Illinois falling off a little bit. Look for them to kind of bounce back against Wisconsin, maybe get a big win on their tournament resume. Uh, Texas, Oklahoma State, I wouldn't overlook that game. Um, and then Sunday, well, I will be moving Slam Dunk Podcast to two days a week. So then Sunday, really the only game I want to highlight is maybe Purdue and Penn State. Um, Purdue's got another tough game coming off a couple of days after the Ohio State game. So really, I I think overall I'm impressed. Um, the most by Missouri, I think Missouri really just, I don't know, they were just so much fun to watch. They were just fast-paced. They knew how to take control of the game. Uh, I think Rutgers is obviously a big winner from this week, and so is Xavier obviously knocking off UConn. So now we're going to go over to the AP poll top 25. So the AP poll top 25, I'm not a huge fan of it right now. Uh, Obviously, my favorite team has dropped out, so that's probably why I'm a little uh, biased. But we're going to get straight into it. Um, As of today, Purdue is number one. I don't see that lasting very long. Obviously, they just lost to Rutgers. I see them dropping a couple spots coming up this week. Uh, Houston and Kansas should kind of stay where they are. UConn's at four. Obviously, that loss to Xavier kind of hurts, so we'll see where where that ends up landing them eventually. Uh, see how they can respond from that. You know, obviously they're fourteen and one. They're a good team, but you know they're playing in the Big East, which the Big East is pretty competitive this year. So I'm excited to see that. Arizona, obviously at five. Texas at six. Bama at 7, they knocked the socks off of Ole Miss, 84-62, to so we'll see how they uh, play this week. I know they got the tough game coming up with Kentucky. Really impressed with Tennessee. Uh, I know last night they beat Mississippi State 87-53. They pretty much manhandled uh, Mississippi State, so good win for them. I wouldn't be surprised if Tennessee maybe jumps a little bit more. Uh, Gonzaga at nine, obviously they're always going to be in it. They really don't play anybody the rest of the season, so they really shouldn't move down any spots. UCLA at 10, uh, good team overall. I don't really know what to say there. Virginia, and then the top 10, obvious after the top 10, it's Virginia, Miami, Florida, Arkansas, Wisconsin, Indiana, still in the mix, Duke, TCU, Xavier, all the way up to 18. Good win after that UConn game this week. Baylor, Missouri, New Mexico, uh, coached by Richard Patino. But obviously they had the loss this week, so we'll see how that affects them. Auburn, Charleston. Now, Charleston's a team maybe not a whole lot of people would know about. Um, they really don't play in a huge conference. Obviously, they're ranked 14th right or 24th right now. Excuse me. 23rd. I my numbers are all off today. Uh really impressed by them. I I mean they they've been a solid team, but I I really don't see them as an AP poll top 25. I'm not sure why they're in here. 
Uh, I Usually when you see teams like this, they always go into March kind of higher, and then for some reason they, they never win. Well, that's because they don't play any tough competition all year long. They're not battle-tested. So I, I don't I don't know why Charleston's even in the top 25. I don't understand it. I think LSU, who is just outside of their top 25, is a much better team. Mississippi State, San Diego State. I think Kentucky's more talented, but I don't think they deserve to be in. Kansas State may deserve to be in there over them. So there's just so many teams that I, I think – more deserving of that 23 spot than Charleston. But good for them, good for the school. Um, so overall, I am happy for them. I, I don't mean to sound like a Debbie Downer, but you know, I, didn't, I just don't think they're as good as most of the other teams, but really happy for the university overall. Uh, and then kind of rounding out the top 25, you got Ohio State and Iowa State. Obviously not much to say there. Solid teams overall. Um, kind of looking into bracketology, that's something I always like to break down just because now we're getting into the time of year where, you know, it it feels like the bracket really does kind of matter because, you know, obviously um, you look, there's, there's so much movement with conference play right now that, you know, it wouldn't be a surprise to, you know, see a lot of this getting shaken up, but Obviously, right now we have Kansas, Purdue, Arizona, and UConn as the one seeds. I see at least maybe UConn going to a two seed. Uh, Not sure who would move in in place, Um, but I do see them kind of maybe falling down. Maybe Alabama gets a one seed. That would be really awesome for them. So uh, kind of looking at this right now, I don't think... Yeah. Is that really what I'm what I'm seeing on here? Give me a second just to look over this, but okay. So I didn't know where they would be. But they have Kentucky currently at an eight seed in the South Louisville region. Um and that would put them in Columbus. Well that kind of sucks for Purdue. Um I feel like you're kinda almost penalizing Purdue because I know Kentucky doesn't have the resume, but they are a talented team. Uh, We saw this in, I believe it was the 14 season when they had James Young. Uh, They knocked off Wichita State, who I thought Wichita State was an easy Final Four team. You know, they hadn't lost a game all year. So I almost feel like you're penalizing Purdue in a way to play Kentucky um, in the South. Obviously, they could get knocked off by Creighton in the first round, but... I mean, if you're Purdue, that's the last thing you want to see is, you know, you're in the South region in Columbus and you have to play Kentucky. And then whoever also, I mean, if Kentucky makes the Elite Eight out of this, then you have to play them in Louisville. You have to play them in their home state. Uh, So right now, I I wouldn't say Kentucky would probably get in the South. I'd say they're more than likely to get in the East um, or even, I mean, that's that's just crazy to think that they would they would do Purdue like that. I I really don't see that happening. Um I like the East bracket for UConn. I also like it for Alabama. I think Alabama's the best scoring team. I know UConn's a talented perimeter team, but I also really like Alabama's perimeter scoring this season. Uh just overall looking at the West, you know, you kind of look at Arizona up at the top, you know. Uh Gonzaga over at 3. Auburn's in this bracket, Houston's in this bracket, so a good scoring bracket, a good um, perimeter 
scoring team bracket. So I like that side of the bracket. But then, you know, the South, obviously, you have Purdue maybe having to play Kentucky in their round of 32 game. Uh, You got Tennessee in here, who's also South, like a, a team that travels well in the South. Uh, You look at Dukes in here. I mean, you got you got so many blue bloods. Texas, Ohio State's in here. Uh, just kind of, kind of screwing Purdue over in that bracket. And then the Midwest, you got Memphis, Mississippi State, maybe being Kansas's first um, test in the bracket. Then you got a team like Xavier, good scoring team. You got North Carolina in there, Arkansas. New Mexico's in there. They're all the way up to seven. Really proud of what Richard Patino is doing there. He's doing a phenomenal job. And then UCLA also in that bracket. So you kind of you kind of hurt Kansas by putting UCLA in there, but understandable. I did want to give a shout out to the Northern Kentucky Norse. I see them in the bracket currently. They are a sixteen seed. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if they win their conference and make it into the tournament again as a 16 seed so uh really awesome to see uh there really wasn't a whole lot of crazy news to break down but you know really happy with everything that's happened so far I really look at you know who who might be up for player of the year and right now if you wanted my pick I would pick Zach Eady um from Purdue obviously he's probably my favorite player right now in the country um, I mean, I know a lot of people want me to talk about Jordan Walker from UAB. Obviously, UAB doesn't get a lot of hype because they're not in such a tough conference, per se. Obviously, I know Drew Timmy will get some votes. Zach Eady will be in the mix, obviously. Um, I think... I mean, I was really impressed by KJ Williams last night. For LSU, but I really don't see him getting in there. Maybe, you know, Keontae Johnson get, makes his way up into the mix, but um, right now it could very well be Oscar Shibway. I mean, he's also averaging a double-double. It seems like he has a double-double every game, so I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen, but that's probably not my likely candidate right now. I'd probably pick Zach Eady right now for player of the year, especially because the things he's doing at Purdue is very special. So that's pretty much it. Uh, Going into next week, super excited for college basketball and to highlight everything that's going on with conference play. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I will be back on Sunday. Peace.